Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The uh, title of this is In Jesus' Name. <laughs> In Jesus' Name. Psalms 37, verse 4, says, Delight ourselves in the Lord, and he will give us the desires of our heart. I looked that word up here not too long ago, the word delight. The word delight actually means to submit and be pliable. It doesn't mean what we think delight is. Delight means happy. But it actually means to submit. Submit to God. Be pliable in his hand. Let him do with you what he wants to do. And then he will give you the desires of your heart. The desire of my heart is to hit the devil with a big hammer. That's the desire of my heart is to knock him down a notch. Knock him down, I hope. Just knock him down completely. And in Jesus' name is that hammer. That's the hammer that we use to knock the devil down, to put him in his place. Every name of God is manifested through Jesus. Did you grab that? Every name that God is called by, that God operates in, is manifested through the name of Jesus. God really made it simple. <laughs> we don't have to remember all of his names. We've got to remember one. You're talking about making it simple. God made it simple. John 10, 30, verse 30, Jesus said, I and my Father are one. So if they're one, then everything God is, Jesus is. Matthew 28. Matthew 28 will start in verse 18. <laughs> Hallelujah. It 
says, and it came, and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye, therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Jesus said, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. And in verse 19, it says, Go make disciples. That's what teach means. Go make disciples. Go make someone that looks like me, that acts like me, talks like me, does what I do. Verse 20, it says, Teaching them. That word means to fabricate. It means to mold them, like taking a piece of clay. It says mold. When you go, you mold people into my image so that when they see you, they see me. That's what he said. That's what our job is, is to mold people into the image of Jesus. Teaching them to observe all things. That word observe right there is not a good word for that. I'm sorry. Because the word observe actually means to guard from loss. So what Jesus actually said right there was, don't let the power of my name be lost. That's what he was telling his people. Don't let the power of my name be lost. Don't let the power of the name of Jesus be lost. Let's look at Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. Verse 7. This is where Peter and whoever was with him had laid, had prayed for a man and he was healed. And it says, And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, By what power or by what name have you done this? They said, What name gives you access to? to the power to heal this man. That's, that's basically what they said. What name did you call upon that gave you power to bring healing to this man? Hmm. See, Peter was guarding the name of Jesus. Verse 10. Well, let's look on verse 8. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, See, he was filled with the Holy Ghost. Then we jump down into verse 10. He said, Be it known unto you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you. So they asked him, what name 
what name did you give you the power? Did you access the power through? And he said, the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That's the name that he accessed power through. You know, back and probably still today, over there in Israel, in that area, there are lots of people named Jesus. It was a common name. I mean, Jesus wasn't the only one named Jesus. But there is only one Jesus, the Son of God. And that's the name. That's the name. No other name works. In verse 12, it says, he said, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. No other name. No other name gets us into heaven. No other name gets us saved. No other name gets us healed. No other name gets us delivered. No other name. I know there's a lot of teachings. There's multiple ways to get to heaven. There's multiple ways to stand before God. But that ain't the same thing as going through the pearly gates. Hallelujah. (laughs) Because we all going to stand before him, no matter what name we call on. But the name that we call on determines whether we have access. Whether we have access to enter. Verse 13. says, When they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled. And they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. See, that's the key right there. It did, it, they were not well educated. They were fishermen. But that didn't matter. The only thing that mattered was that they had been with Jesus. They had been in his presence. They had spent time with him. That's why they had access to his name. (laughs) And they noticed it. They took note of it. Verse 18. It says, And they called unto them and commanded them not to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. No, it didn't go over very well. But they told him, don't preach in this name, don't teach in this name anymore. Why were they doing that? Because it was shaking their, their religious realm. When verse 29, we just skip over to verse 29. This is what, what they prayed. It says, and now, Lord, behold their threatenings. Behold, God, you see what they're telling us to do. They're telling us not to speak in your name. But this is what they prayed. And grant unto, the, unto thy servants that with all boldness that they may speak thy word. 
they had already accessed the name of Jesus and saw the miracles. It's like, how can you tell me? I don't care if you tell me not to. It works. <laughs> it works. By stretching forth thy hand to heal, and that the signs and wonders may be done by the name of the holy child Jesus. <laughs> and when they had prayed, the place was shaken, for they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. When they spoke the name of Jesus, the place was shaken. When we speak the name of Jesus, foundations shake. If it's not built on the solid rock, the name of Jesus will shake it. The name of Jesus will shake it. I like to talk about, get, teach people that they need to get a revelation. Because a revelation is when the knowledge that you have has transferred from here to here. Now, when that takes place, that revelation, then that knowledge is sitting on the solid rock. As long as it's up here, the enemy will shake it. He will make you doubt. He will make you fear. He will make you whatever he can. He'll make you sit down. But when that revelation, when that word moves from your head to your spirit, that word cannot be shaken. That word is sitting on the foundation of the solid rock. And the thing is, your circumstances may not look any different Your circumstance may not look any different for a moment. They will eventually. But we got to, hmm. When it is sitting on that solid rock, then you know that you know that it's real. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It does not matter what it looks like. Because you know what God said and you know it's real. See, the name of Jesus will shake strongholds. It will shatter them. That's why you ever, I've been, since I've been studying this, I've just been, my ears have been tuned to the name of Jesus. That's common around here. It's said almost every other breath by somebody in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We end everything in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus will shake the gates of hell. It will shake religion. It will shake it. And if it can be shaken, it's not of God. Let's look at Matthew 16. Matthew chapter 16, starting verse 13. It says, When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, 
Elias, and others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But in verse 15, he gets personal. He gets personal. He says, said unto them, but whom say ye that I am? Who do you say that I am? Who do you say that Jesus is? That's very important. And then Peter said, and Simon Peter answered in verse 16 and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. <laughs> Simon knew the correct answer. <laughs> and Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. He didn't know this with his mind. He had a revelation. He had a revelation of Jesus. But the reason he had a revelation is because he had a relationship. He had a relationship. A relationship breeds revelations. Without a relationship, you cannot have, you will not get revelations. The relationship is what opens the door for revelations to come. You can have all the head knowledge that you want, but a, a relationship is what transfers that revelation from your mind into your spirit. In verse 18, it says, And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. When we get the revelation of Jesus, who he really is, we have keys to the kingdom. We bind things on earth, and whenever we do, it's bound in heaven. We loose things on earth, and when we do, it's loosed in heaven. That is our access into the supernatural realm. This just happened just a few days ago at prayer. This person got a major deliverance from something that was in their childhood. And it took about five minutes. Five minutes. But years ago, when we were, when we were first learning, that would have took three hours. I'm just saying, because I've, I've been in on those that take three hours. It, took, it would have took three hours, but in five minutes, this person was set free. And it all, it all comes down to the relationship. What's changed? The words haven't changed, really, what we say. It's the relationship. The relationship that we know 
and the revelation that comes with it that we know when we speak this has got to happen when we speak in the name of Jesus this is going to take place it's all about the relationship Luke 8 verse 22 Luke 8, verse 22. It's where Jesus calms the sea. How can you calm the sea except he had a relationship with God? No, he came as a man, but he still had to develop that relationship. He still had to be obedient. Because he gave down, he, he gave up his godly rights. So he still had to do what we do. It says, and now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship, talking about Jesus and his disciples, and he said unto them, Let us go over unto the other side of the lake. And they launched forth. But as the wind, but as they sailed, he fell asleep, and there came a storm of wind on the lake. And they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and therefore, and there was a calm. And he said unto them, Where is your faith? And they, being afraid, wondered, saying one to another, What manner of man is this? For he commandeth even the winds and the water, and they obey but in that very first verse, Jesus spoke. He said, I'll just read it. And he said unto them, let us go over to the other side of the lake. He spoke. He spoke the word. He says, we're going to the other side of the lake. It didn't matter what storms come. This ship is going to the other side of the lake. It was settled in him that he was going to the other side of the lake. Y'all get that? It was settled in Jesus that this ship was going to the other side of the lake because he had done spoke it. He had done spoke. We're going over there. It didn't matter what come up between here and there. He had done declared his destination. So it didn't matter. It mattered so little, he went to sleep. He wasn't concerned. Uh, we're going from here to there, so I'm taking a nap. That's how he saw it. He wasn't concerned. The storm did not wake him up. If you notice, they woke him up. I mean, if it was... Tossing the ship enough to get water in it, you'd think somebody would wake up, but he was not concerned <laughs> because he'd already spoke. I'm going over there. It didn't matter how much the ship bounced up and down. It's going to end up on that bank. That's the name of Jesus. The wind and the waves obeyed him. 
same thing with Matthew 14, 25. He had sent the disciples across on a ship. They were headed to the other side of the lake. And here he comes. He comes walking on the water. And then here's Peter. He's brave enough to say, if that's you, tell me to step out. And he did. He told him to step out. And Peter walked on the water. So we can't just say that Jesus walked on, on the water and we can't. <laughs> Peter walked on the water. He walked on the word. And as long as his eyes was on Jesus, he walked on the word. Only when he took his eyes off did he start to go down. Hmm. He, he looked at his circumstance. Acts 9. Chapter 9, verse 15. This is the story where Paul had been uh, struck down and was blinded. And then God spoke to Ananias and told him to go pray for Paul. Verse 15. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way. Go pray. Pray for Paul, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. God chose Paul to bear the name of Jesus. When he said, bear my name, what he actually said was go and manifest. I have chosen him to manifest my name. I have chosen him to manifest my name. Manifest my name means what? Means whatever Jesus did, Paul did. So let's look at what Paul actually did. You know, the Bible tells us that many are called, but few are chosen. When we submit, when we submit to God, the more we submit to God, we become a chosen vessel to bear the name of Jesus. You are chosen to bear his name. When we submit, we step into that arena that I am chosen to bear the name of Jesus. Night, Acts 19, verse 11 and 12. This is how, what bearing the name of Jesus looks like. It says, And God performed special miracles by the hands of Paul. That's bearing the name of Jesus. So that from his body was brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and diseases departed from them, and evil spirits went out from them. All they had to do to cast the devil out was lay a cloth on Paul <laughs> and carry it and lay it on somebody. And the devils couldn't stay. 
I think he bared the name of Jesus. He bared the name of Jesus. Let's go to verse... thing is when you start bearing the name of Jesus everybody's not going to be your friend I'll just throw that out (laughs) you're going to have a lot of criticism they're not going to be your friend Acts 19 13 let's move on down and there then certain of the vagabond Jews exorcists took upon them to call over that them which had evil spirits the name of the Lord Jesus saying we take authority over you by Jesus whom Paul preached they used the right name the name of Jesus that Paul preached let's see what happens to him (laughs) says and the evil spirit answered and said Jesus I know Paul I know but who are you? They had the right name. They had the right name in their mouth. But there was not a relationship. They had the right name. I mean, it's the Jesus that Paul knows. That's the right name. But there was no relationship. They knew about Jesus. They did not know Jesus. That's the difference. They knew about him. They did not know him. But Paul knew him. Paul had an encounter. He had a relationship. And Dr. Morris Cirillo has taught us for years that power travels in relationship. The deeper our relationship, the more power we walk in. That's why three... uh, three-hour deliverance turned into a five-minute deliverance. I'm just saying, relationship. <laughs> hmm. I'll just tell you this. I've, I've been praying for people before, laying hands on them, praying for them. Then the apostle walk up, speak one word, and it's over with. Relationship. Relationship. John 1 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 14 And the Word was made flesh. Jesus is the Word. 29 it goes on and says, Behold, the Lamb of God is Jesus which takes away the sin of the world in Jesus name sin is conquered in Jesus name sin is conquered in Acts 13 11 it's another story about Paul he had a sorcerer or witch following him and Paul said behold the hand of the Lord which is Jesus is upon me and thou shalt be blind. And the sorcerer was blind. In the name of Jesus, he spoke to a witch, and she was blind. Hmm. Imagine that. 
No, we call upon the name of Jesus in in emergency situations. It works. You get into an emergency, God's mercy and his grace allows the name of Jesus when we call upon it to work in an emergency. But to consistently operate in the name of Jesus and at work requires a relationship. And, uh, you know, in the name of Jesus can even become a cliché. It becomes common. I hear, I hear it from time to time. You get around people, and they'll just flippantly say, in the name of Jesus, nothing's happened. Nothing changed because it came from their head and not out of their spirit. Or even the most common thing that thing is when we bless our food. It's become common. Lord, we thank you for this food in Jesus' name. We say that. It's common. Do we really mean it? I say at home group, a lot of times if Prophet Allen is there, I'll ask him to bless our food. Every single time it comes out of his spirit. Every time it comes out of his spirit. And Dr. Clutzi, when he was here, he was talking about blessing their food because over there in Africa, people actually put curses on your food. I mean, we don't really deal with that here. So when you say the bl- when you bless your food over there, you better be serious. <laughs> you better be serious. But in America, we take it lightly. But it's a serious matter. Hallelujah. Philippians 2, verse 6. says that Jesus, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Verse 7, but made himself of no reputation. Jesus made himself, the Son of God, of no reputation. And we have to do the same. We have to do the same. We have to lay down our reputation. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted Jesus and given him a name which is above every name. Jesus' name is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. Now, this covers every realm. Things in heaven, things in earth, and under the earth. That covers it all. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. It says that every tongue that Jesus Christ is Lord means that he is ruler over everything. Every name bows to the name of Jesus. And that's why when we're praying for people around here, we search for the root. We ask God to reveal the root of an issue. Because when he, when he shows us the root, when we find out the name of the root, we can take authority over it. 
But until you find out the name of it, you're just kind of hitting and missing. You're chopping limbs off. But when you find out the name of the root, you can deal with the root. Hallelujah. <laughs> There's a song that we've listened to before. And I'm sure most of you have heard it. It starts, I can't remember who sings it. There's power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. I was listening to that song one day. I think it was up here. Somebody was singing it on the platform. And this is what I heard. There's power in the name of Jesus to break every name. Every name. Because every chain, everything that has you bound has a name. It has a name. All we got to do is find out the name of it. And when we find out the name of it, then it's over. It, it's over then. It's just a matter, matter of taking authority over it. Got an example here. I think y'all will like this. In case y'all don't know, my name's, those that may not know, my name is Robert, Pastor Robert. I can come up on something, deal with something, I can say, in Robert's name, nothing happens. In my name, nothing's going to happen. Well, let's step it up a notch. In Pastor Robert. Nothing still happens. I can confront the devil and say, and Pastor Robert, I don't care if I am anointed here at Freedom Ministries, still nothing happens. Let's step it up again. In anointed Pastor Robert, prophetic, prophesying teacher at Freedom Ministries, that ought to do something. Still nothing will happen. I don't care how many titles you get. It doesn't care how long you stretch it out. It does not matter. Your education doesn't matter. Your title doesn't matter. It all boils down to the relationship. That's all that matters. It's the relationship. Because it's all about Jesus and the and that name is the most powerful name in existence. You think about it. God gave us access to the most powerful name in existence. All we have to do to access it is submit and develop a relationship with him. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, when we speak in the name of Jesus and it comes out of our spirit, it brings order to chaos. It releases heaven to come to earth. It releases the Lord of hosts, the Lord of the armies of heaven to come and fight for you. You know, Satan tried to bury he buried the name of Jesus, so he thought. 
in a tomb. And he's still today trying to bury the name of Jesus. He, he tried it this last year in 2020 by putting a mask on everybody. I understand wearing them. We wore them every once in a while in different places. That's not the issue. But what he was actually doing was trying to make people be quiet. He was trying to shut. It was sim symbolic of shutting people's mouth. That's what it was symbolic of shutting the church's mouth. Because in the name of Jesus, things change. I want us to put the scripture up there. I think it's Philippians 2 9. And I want us to read this together. It says, Wherefore, you exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. Let's do it again. God has given Jesus a name. Y'all follow. That is above every name. God has given Jesus a name that is above every name. If you want prayer this morning, if the name of Jesus doesn't operate for you like you would like for it to, I want to invite you down. I want to pray for you. I want to help that name to get settled in you. Because that's what has got to happen. It's got to get in you to where when you say in the name of Jesus, you know, you know that you know that some, that, that mountain's fixing to move. We've got to get that revelation. Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed. In Jesus' name.